stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue sad podcast we're only saying sad because sad heaven everybody else is sad i think we're supposed to be pissed from what i hear from sources anyways we'll get more into that as we get into the show my name is clint you can find me clint as real frg on twitter and instagram you can i wouldn't recommend it but you can guys my name is brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show well uh Look, it's hard to do podcasts when things are going so poorly, but we are here for you. You're kind of here for us, too, but that's okay. We, we won't talk about that side of it. On today's show, we got to talk about Doc against Trevor Bauer and kind of <laughs> Doc v. Kershaw a little bit. A little bit of back and forth with his starting pitchers. Uh, some fans did not agree with the way that Doc treated his starting pitchers over this weekend, and we will give our take on that. Mm-hmm. And we also got to talk about that meltdown that almost was because uh, even with the win, the Dodgers find a way to make it bad these days. Bauer, your boy Trevor Bauer, also went off on the state of the team and just really gave his own personal thoughts for himself. So we'll dig into those a little bit. I also want to call in the big guns at the end of the show. There was one fix for this team. And you have to stay till the end of the show to see what it is. You probably want to watch it, too. Big-time radio move. They, they do that. So you stick around. So you stick listen around. to the Insider Show. Plus, we want to talk a little bit about the uh, the deadened baseball, because maybe uh, you know it wasn't such a good idea. You know, Chicks dig the long ball, not the um, ground out. I miss the juicy balls. I do miss juicy yeah. balls. Yeah. Uh, this is Sad Tuna episode of Souk Tuna. Souk Tuna. This is Souk Tuna. Before we get into the show, I remind you this is a podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitch Radio, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. Go there. Subscribe to it. We'd appreciate it. We're also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Subscribe there. Hit that notification bell. We'll be very happy you did that. So, so happy. Guys, don't forget this is a live show. We are here with you in the flesh, so let us know. Drop into the comments. Let us know where you're sad tonight. We want to be with you. Be sad with you. Jumping into it a little bit. A lot of people right from the top. Base Lord over on YouTube. Guys, I'm sad. Ari over on YouTube. Sad. Trey on YouTube. I'm sad. That's a lot of sadness. Where are you? Are you sad? Are you, like, disappointed, depressed? I mean, you're always kind of, like, bordering on I'm always a little bit. Just always right there, just no matter what. Um... I think I've hit a point where I'm like, you know what? They're going to snap out of it eventually. This is just painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm not having fun. I'll tell you that right now. Straight I am, up. I am not having a good time. Not having a good time. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sad. I think I'm at the point where I'm just like, this just sucks. I don't really know what else to say. I I, I, uh, I very much feel you on that. Like I've, I've hit that point. Usually you have that point in pain where you just like laugh that it, it's really funny. It just keeps happening. But like it, it it's gone past that again to where I don't even know what I am. Um, I, I Quotes, am here. I don't know what I am. Somebody make that article. Real FRG doesn't know what he is. It's a good point. Does not know where he is. Uh, we had Scott checking in from Missoula, Monsadta instead of Montana because sadness. Scott, rest in peace. 
Uh, Ryan Morris is Bauer for team captain and pep talk leader. We we definitely need some help there in that locker room. I, I, whoever is up to the challenge that could actually make a difference, I'm in. I'm in. Rally Knox. Rally Knox. Hey, didn't uh, Kelly, Joe Kelly, say he's going to bring back Rally Knox? I, I hope he does. He's like, oh, he's got school. And I'm like, yeah. Who needs school? Is he, is he sad Joe Kelly his... didn't really go to school. He's no. from the IE. Yeah, yeah. He went to what? Riverside? Yeah, that's they, not, that's a not a real school. Yeah. Austin Barton went there. Yeah. I know several people that graduated from Riverside. They've all done jack shit with their lives. Hey, <laughs> With all due respect, saved it. Uh, Based Lord says, let's inject the balls with pine tar so they go further. That's what's up. I like it. I think it's a solid plan. What could go wrong? Uh,. That would be the sticky balls yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's happening there, but, you know, I'm down to try whatever at this point. <laughs> Anthony Keene says, you know, if Manfred had a hand in it, it was an effing bad idea, or it was a shit idea, I believe he says. I think that's it's the answer. Evergreen. That, yeah. It's just evergreen. Yeah, it really was. You can, you can use that all around. All right, you want to get into the... Uh, hold on, wait, there's more, because I see Katie. Katie says, I'm sad on the couch, like any other normal Monday, to be honest. Yeah, that's about a normal and Monday. Also, respect that. We're going heavy on the board today. Deborah's super-duper sad. Uh, no mo fomo. Frustrating is more like it. That, there you go. It's probably the most uh, accurate descriptor of where we all should be, but you can have some sad in there. Um, at least sports fan. I'm just sad and numb. Sad tuna times. <laughs> sad tuna times. I like that. Blake, Blake brings up a good point. We have one shred of happiness tonight. Shake Shack opens up at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. Because so, it's going to cost a lot of money. If you're looking to spend a lot of money and miss most of the game because we're waiting in line for a Shake Shack burger, now's your time. Are you going to give us the exclusive behind-the-scenes first taste at Shake Shack tomorrow? I will walk by and and post a video of me walking by it as I say, uh, here I go on my way to not get that. I'm trying to get a Michelada sausage. Here I go on my way to not get that. I love that song. It's yeah, a great song. Michelada sausage is what I'm going for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I have. I mean, it, I like Micheladas and, you know. It's, it looks okay. You like sausage is what you're you saying? Like you ever too. seen a grown man naked? <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. All right, all right. Let's get into. Um, I don't know what what was the biggest headline of the weekend. Is it was it Bowers' um, feelings that uh, most of them have this? The people decided to run with Bowers' feeling, or is it Dave Roberts and his? Uh, I don't know the arguments. The discussions. I think it was a combination of both. I think it culminated in, in ultimately Trevor Bowers. I don't even really want to call it an outburst. Not an outburst. I want to call it a a reasonable answer. Answer. I mean, I don't know what else to call it. I think a lot of people were upset about it, but I don't. I don't really see it that way personally. Yeah, we'll get more in that. Let's do the uh, the Roberts. Um, Let's do Dave. We're gonna do the Dave. We're gonna do the Doc. We we were hoping. What was it? Um, Dave Dave son. Dave son did Dave not son. prove to yeah. be uh, a winning. Move. You really have to listen to the whole us talking to each other. But, all right. You so, got to be here before the show to understand. <laughs> Dave pulled Kirsch early. Kirsch, no like. Then And then he next day, Dave pulls Bauer reasonably. Bauer, no like. Yeah, that's back-to-back. That's real tough. Uh, tough crowd out there for Dave. So, on Saturday, you have 
I mean, there's a couple factors going into it. And a lot of people kind of have argued back and forth and I get it. And it, I, again, this is one of those situations where hindsight's 2020 and it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to look back and be like, well, look at that freaking mistake. Pitching off short rest, which you can argue it's more of a bullpen session than anything, but it wasn't because it's high intensity. It's 39 pitches, I think he finished at. For Kershaw. For Kershaw on yep. that day. Um, so it is not necessarily a bullpen session. It is a high intensity. It's something he's taking very serious. He's throwing his best stuff out there. It's not a bullpen session. No. Pitching on very short rest, I think, what is that, three days? It's not, yeah, it's one day short, and, and he threw 39 pitches. Nonstop, by the way, nonstop. In a bullpen session, you don't do thirty-nine pitches. You probably have an up and down. You yeah. do have an up and, and down. And you don't. You wouldn't throw your breaking. You wouldn't no. have a full, full-blown session for sure. So, so that's the main difference. But you're up thirteen runs. That's a lead that <laughs> I think. I think anywhere across baseball, you look at a thirteen-run lead with your ace on the and bump, you, and you say. I trust my bullpen to take care of it. There's no need for me to push my 33-year-old ace. How old is he? 33 now? 32? 33. How old he is? He's in the 30s. No reason to push him in May, in the middle of a losing streak, what we're going through, and try to push him to the next level, get him to one more rating. I'll just take him out now. It works out best for us. Obviously, things fell apart a little bit. A lot of it. But in my mind, I think that he made the right decision. I think that... 100%. 29 other managers make that decision on any given day um, in, the, in the month of May, which rhymes, and that's good. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back off on my 100%. I would say, sure, definitely you should. However, knowing where this team is, it's it's a little more, um, I don't know if it's sketchy, iffy, or whatever, but they're not good. The bullpen is not good. In, in fact, the bullpen is quite bad. Whoever you put in there but you has proven to not get their job done for the greater part. But they're not 13 runs bad. They're not 10 runs bad. They're not 8 uh, runs they, Apparently bad. they were 11 runs apparently bad. Apparently they are. But, I mean, in that situation where you're looking out at it, Dave's looking at it going, oh, they're not going to give a 13-run lead. Yeah, Dave made the right call. However, the only thing that makes it somewhat of a head-scratcher is knowing that the bullpen is not that good. Mm -hmm. Still, the right call. Because short rest, uh, what, what he, had, he had thrown, how many pitches by that point? Uh, 75, 70-ish, 70 something like that. You could have got one more out of him, but there are more important things. Also, considering you don't have a number five starter, you can't lose your number one, because then you ain't got nobody, and they're not going to rush JoJo Gray. They've made that known now that Dave said he's not ready. He needs a, a third pitch, and he needs to strike his you know fastball a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So he's not there. Uh, JoJo's not there. Tony Gonsolin isn't ready. You can't. You got to be extra safe with a 33-year-old with chronic back issues and neck issues. So right. all of it made sense. Uh, Dodger fans, baseball fans, love to complain. So why not? Let's complain about it because we almost lost the game. We, as we always say around here in the communist sense, mm. uh, right call though. We also didn't have a DH for a little bit, and <laughs> add into the fact that you have Austin Barnes playing second base. Now, I think, if anything, if you want to be upset about that, you can be upset about that. Yeah, I have no problem with yeah, that. Now, him pulling you know, the bench early, like pulling so many starters and moving yeah. players around, there, there's where you start to get into really uh, big-time trouble zone. Yeah, it's tough when you're up by that many runs. I understand you want to get as many as your starters out of there. You try to get the old mm -hmm. guys out, especially. I mean, that's one of those situations you where you're looking quality. at JT and you're like, you got to you're get out <laughs> like you got to sit down i think he maybe went a little too hard at it i think uh mismanaged it obviously a little bit almost came back to bite him but let's i mean let's we got to talk about that that just the game in general because mm -hmm. it was we'll call we're calling it the meltdown that almost was because it would have been the largest mlb comeback of all time and it 
number one, I want to blame Oral Hershiser just a little bit. Like everything he said, like, oh, it would be bad if this happened, right? And then it happened, and then you're like, oh, can you stop talking? Please, Oral, stop talking. He's like, man, if he hit a three-run home run right here, and then, like, the next pitch was muy gone. Angels come back, score 11 runs Oof. after Kershaw gets pulled. 11 runs. And somehow only, I think, five earned runs in that entire process to charge to the bullpen or something along those lines. Not good defensive play. Not good altogether. Santana, dude, I mean, he, he to me, is just such a guy that's so hot and cold. Like, yeah. He'll come out and just pump gas and sit guys down on nine pitches, like immaculate inning type of stuff. Or he'll pitch a third of an inning and give up a ton of runs like he did on Saturday. And to me, I'm like, oh, man, if that's a guy we're relying on down the stretch, we might be in some trouble here, boys. Definitely not on the Santana train. I would have maybe preferred to see Stimmy Nelson earlier, but now he's become more of a – I think he was unavailable that day because he pitched before, the day before, whatever the hell it was. But, you know, he's become more of a a late-inning guy that they kind of need. And when you have 13 runs, you probably shut him down, especially if he had thrown the day before, which I don't remember. I got pretty drunk that day Mm because, you know, why not? But, uh, yeah, there, there's just a number of, of pieces in the bullpen you can't trust, and that's part of the greater conversation as opposed to focusing on one particular game. I mean, it goes in line, too, with the bad. The, all of it's bad because the defense is bad. Defense leads to runs or gets extra guys on, or maybe they're just not making a play that's not necessarily an error, and that leads to, you know, Santana getting crushed or, or Mitch White getting the bad luck, six unearned runs. Uh, there's a lot going very, very wrong for this team spectacularly. It's real fun to watch. I mean, you get to watch... Uh, oh, it's opposite day. Yeah, yeah. Even during the games, so yeah. it's like everything that happens. You can almost kind of predict what's about to happen every single night. It's like almost it's almost like that sort of run of bad luck where you're like, there's mm-hmm. no way this, is, this hit's going to fall in. Or you get into a situation where you got bases loaded and two outs, and you're like, he's going to hit one right on the screws right at somebody, no yeah. matter what happens. It's going right at somebody. Or two on, bottom of the ninth, top of the ninth, whatever have you. You're grounding into a double play. It's going to happen right now. And things like that just keep happening. The big thing on Saturday, obviously, Kershaw happened. But because of that bullpen meltdown, because of the inability to get guys out, because of the inability to hold any sort of monstrous lead, you then have to use guys like Victor and Blake Trinan, who are high leverage guys that are trying to save for Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it ended up not making a difference because we also sucked on Sunday, so it wasn't a big deal. But you know, if if that game came down to it where we're up one run and suddenly like, hey, we burned a lot of guys yesterday because freaking Mitch White and Dennis Santana can't hold the lead for some reason, yeah, um, then it becomes an even bigger issue. Yeah, and and all of it, all of it together, it's it's just not looking bueno. Uh, a few of the comments here: Ryan Moore saying uh, Clevenger, White, and Santana are all dookie. They kind of mm. are right now. They, uh, they, I don't know if they're Santana's the most big leaguer, and still very much not trustworthy. He's he's maybe the last guy in the bullpen. He's getting way too many key innings right now, in my opinion. But that's just a state of one. There's a lot of injuries that are that have obviously decimated the bullpen. But two, the bullpen was always going to be a question mark. There weren't that many great phenomenal arms in there. I mean, even like Knable, who started out well and is now you know semi dead. He was a reclamation guy. There's a whole bunch of reclamation guys. You got up and down on what the hell they're they're doing with um, 
with Brandon Morrow, who was the guy they signed, and then Dave was like, "Oh yeah, he's basically home." And then he's shown it, you know, throwing a camel back the next day. It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> who, who we thought we were hoping would be a dude in there, but instead we got a Clevenger, we got a Vesia, we got a or Vesia, whatever you want to call him. You got get Mitch White, who uh, there's a reason we've heard a lot about Mitch White and haven't really seen him in the big leagues. Dude ain't quite there. Um, and yeah, this is a lot of a lot of a lot of bad pieces, a lot of bad and. Uh, you know, it led to an ugly Sunday loss because they the the bullpen can't hit. The bullpen can't hit. There That's it true. is. I brought it. I brought it that. around. Yeah, full circle. Bullpen cannot hit. Sunday Sunday got Pro a little segues. weird for a lot of different reasons. I mean, you come off of a night. You can almost feel that coming. By the way, you have some crazy run of of hits and success and good luck on good bounces. Yeah. Obviously, the bullpen. Aside from that. Just to come out and not hit against a very bad Jose Quintana. And almost to the point where you're like, you know what? Quintana's inability to control the strike zone and the, his willingness to walk people so freely almost worked against the Dodgers somehow. And that's not how baseball should work. You take your free passes, you move guys over, you score runs. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. They did not do that. Well, they have nine walks on, on Sunday afternoon. Nine walks, and you push across one run. It just, no matter what way you look at it, it's a bad look for a team offensively. It is so bad. It's you're not moving guys over. You're not taking productive at bats when you have runners in scoring position. You're not moving guys over from you know second to third. You're not doing any of that. You're popping mm-hmm. out. You're you're hitting slow ground balls back to the pitcher. You're striking out even worse. It was a nightmare, and unfortunately, that nightmare kind of overshadowed what was actually a pretty good performance from Trevor Bauer. Bauer mm-hmm. pretty much had as most success that you can expect to have against a team that just put up 20 runs in two nights. And it's a good lineup. I mean, the Angels lineup is a very good lineup, even without Rendon in the lineup. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Very good, top to bottom. Um, you got to go through guys like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. It's probably going to be a pretty good lineup. Um, I don't understand that Fletcher kid at all. I don't understand how he's like a big leaguer and why people love him so much. He's he, Everything about him to me is like, that kid is not going to last very long. Well, I mean, they said that about David Eckstein, his favorite player. Now look at yeah. Same person. Same same person. person. Is this, Somebody made the Scooby-Doo meme where they take the mask off and... <laughs> It's just David Eckstein. <laughs> all right, before we we loop all around and get lost here, let, let's let's um focus in on the weekend because that's the main thing. Uh, we don't want to talk about the well, well. Did we go live on Thursday? I don't remember what happened. We don't want to talk about the Cubs. We don't want to talk about the Dodgers. We're not here for that. But we want to talk about the Dodgers losing because that's what we do. We want to talk about Bauer uh, getting into it a little bit with uh, Dave Roberts fighting to stay in the game. Um, we'll throw the little clip up here. Here's here's, a, here's something we ripped from our boy Doug McCain. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us on uh, the YouTube. You can find Doug's version, but here's a little bit of Doug McCain. So first you got Kershaw over there checking out this little interaction here. And then Trevor Bowers pleading his case to Dave Roberts to stay in the game. He's throwing 113 pitches. He wants to stay in the game. Austin Barnes is looking on. Matt Beatty's looking on. Austin Barnes is always looking like something's going to go down. He's chewing his gum. He's got the crazy eyes as usual. And then Bowers still trying to convince Doc. And Doc's like, nope. He starts shaking his head. And then Doc's like, nope, nope, there's no way. No. You did a great effing job, Trevor. Trevor. So a couple things there. Yes. Austin Barnes looks great, by the way. (laughs) I mean, he's just... When you think of Riverside... Professional. When you think of Riverside anger... Mm Mm-hmm. There it is. That's in the dictionary. Bauer tosses six shutout or six innings of two run ball, uh-huh. right? At 113 pitches, trying to go one more inning. Honestly, did not know if they were going to give him that sixth inning because of where his pitch count was before mm-hmm. that. I think he was upper 90s by then. Doc says, hell nah. Yeah. 
Rightfully so. Right call. Uh huh. Absolutely right. You don't call. go sign Obviously, somebody for forty million dollars a year and let him throw one hundred and thirty pitches in a game potentially. Absolutely, and you know, to be fair, I love the competition. I love the desire to stay in the game. I love, I love coming off of a night where your bullpen absolutely melted down, going to your manager and being like, "I'm going to pitch the seventh. Oh, you think it was coming from a point of altruism, like I, like trying to protect the bullpen? No, he I, didn't want I, the bullpen to get in there exactly. and give up even more runs. Exactly. He's like, "Look, I'm going to go out and pitch because I'm going to get it done, and I don't know what's happening out there, but we we need to hold this game." And he, he you know, he held him for six innings. He kept him in the game as long as he could. Bats did not come through, obviously. That's pretty Good news. If there is a bright side to all this, the bullpen didn't give up any more runs in the next two innings they pitched. Is that a bright side? <sighs> no. Ken, uh, Joe Madden also said Kenley is back. That was Joe Madden's exact quote. He said, I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened in that bad, but Kenley's back. We we uh, like uh, we got some angry Kenley on the uh, intentional walk, too. So anytime we get angry Kenley, that's good. You know but, what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, the, the Bauer... Incident, we'll call it whatever. The conversation with Doc there kind of ended up sort of leading to some questions in the post game. And um, well, what was your take on on uh, Bauer's post game comments? What was your, your your initial thought before we we play the clip? Like like, what's your one? What, give me one word, one word answer. That's what I want. Because why not? Um, Changing it up. Expected. Is that a is that a word? Sure. Reasonable. Understandable. Understandable. There you go. There's your word of the day, kids. All right, here's Bauer on the post game, uh, talking about his feelings with the team and what's going on right now, which everybody should have. I don't, I don't necessarily want to speak for the team. I don't know. There's a lot of other guys in the locker room that feel how they feel. Uh, I'm pissed personally. I freaking hate losing. And I want to win. That's why I came here. And this is just. Uh, I mean, we're not playing up to our capability right now, so I'm mad. I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody else. He's mad, pissed, talking for himself. I'm mad. I came here to win, and we're not doing it. We're not playing very well. He didn't say, these guys are screwing me over. He said, personally, I'm mad because I want to win, which you should. You play baseball to win. A lot of negative reaction from fans online. Oh, um, I have a button for that. And for somebody as polarizing as him, it's something that you kind of expect one way or another. Everything's going to be under a microscope, and I get that. And that's fine. But mm-hmm. from a base, from a pure baseball standpoint, I mean, he said all the right things in the terms of how he wanted to express himself versus how he wanted to express things for the team. He's like, look, I'm not going to speak for the entire team because mm-hmm. I don't get to do that. I don't get to. I don't get to tell you how Justin Turner's feeling. I don't get to tell you how Mookie Betts is feeling. I'm going to tell you how I feel right now. And right now, I'm pissed that we're not winning ball games. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw said the same thing on Saturday night Pretty after much. a win mm-hmm. in a different way, but he said it in his own way. And so that's the part where you need to really as a fan, be able to separate those two and kind of grasp onto it and realize that he does just want this team to win, and that's ultimately what we all want for this team. Yep. I think we all, at the end of the day, just want the Dodgers to win ball games. and if you don't, I don't I don't know what to do with you. I'm not sure. It's getting, uh, it's getting real weird right now because we're at that point where eh, people are still going to say it's early. It's not. Wins and losses count as much in April as they do in September. Um, you just have less time, so they carry a little bit more weight. Uh, I, I guess perceptively, if, if I'm saying anything of you know use here, mm-hmm. but um, 
you got to be start. You got to start ro- rolling off some wins. Not one fourteen run win, and then thirteen losses, and then you know a tie, and <laughs> seventeen more. But Bauer's in the right. You know, he did literally sign here. He had two choices between here and the Mets. If he wanted big money and an opportunity to win, he came here, and. Um, Everybody is mad in that clubhouse. He's pissed because, you know, personally it sucks. It does suck. It sucks globally as a team and as a fan base. But if you are you had a, that option just before and you signed somewhere and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the team has like the worst stretch that's ever had or it's had in quite some time. I mean, we're not even at, you know, 1-17, 2017, uh, you know, period yet, which is right. also a whole bunch of pain. But – no, it's it's a hundred percent understandable. I would like to hear more, and I think that's one of the things too. A lot of a lot of fans want to hear more from, like Dave. You want to hear more uh, more anger. Dave only responds to other people's anger. Like when Max says, you know, I think Max said we're we're pissed or you know we're frustrated. And Dave's like, all right, I guess I got to respond to this as opposed to just like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're gonna things are gonna win. That's my guy in that situation. You know, uh, DJ Peters is a big league player. Whatever he may say, should write a book of Davisms. I think it would sell really well. No, it just would. It would. It would very much. Individual quotes. It would very much not. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you're saying all the right things. I would like to go. I would like to know your guys' opinion on it in the comments. I think I've seen a p- couple people jump in and out um, with their own things. Um, it's one of those situations where I think you're going to judge it based off the player. And if you don't like Trevor Bauer, that's fine. You, mm-hmm. You're totally entitled to that, and a lot of people would agree with you in the world. However, I think based off of this situation, I think that it, um, I personally, I. I value that kind of honesty (laughs) from a team that's doing this poorly. Um, And I think that maybe comes from this fact that we hear from Dave every day. And um, Dave is, is Dave's a nice guy. I mean, he's a nice dude. He's a very nice guy. Um, But his, his blinded optimism sometimes is just kind of too much to to stomach uh, after some harsh losses. It's almost to the point where, you know, after a couple of the losses this year were so bad where it's just like, I hope Dave comes out and just slams everybody. I hope he just goes and says, like, this guy sucks, this guy sucks. You need something out of him. You need some sort of fight to show him, like, I actually care about this. Because otherwise it comes off of, like, we'll be fine, we'll be good, we'll be there, fine. There is something to me or to to some people, to to probably some of the players, to the show, to having your manager stand up for you maybe against an umpire or having that fire, having some sort of, you know, we don't know if they've had any closed-door arguments. The media isn't allowed at the stadium anymore, or at least allowed near the players. We can say there have been a number of times of of recent vintage where the post-game Zoom press conference things start very late, so you wonder if they're closing the doors and hollering and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm sure... There have been some very unhappy flights back home the, you know, from, like, Chicago after you go and get swept. Especially um, in a delay. <laughs> but you really want to have, as me as a fan, I want to see something. That, that, but that's just me. I'm more of that rah-rah guy. I'm going to be loud. When I manage my softball team back when that was a thing, I get real loud and yelly. I holler at the umpires all the time to the point where I almost get kicked out for things uh, and, you know, banished from the league, as it were. But, I don't know, to me that means something. Not to everybody. We know it doesn't mean anything to Jeff Snyder. <laughs> Shout out to your boy Jeff Snyder. But that's uh, that's just me. Give me something beyond your 
perhaps most polarizing player saying, yeah, I'm pissed. Give me more than that. Give me, uh, give me JT. And, and even like the, the, the press, um, you know, uh, what do they call them? Press team people. They're limiting who gets access to the media. So you're not really going to get some inflammatory commentary from Mitchell White. No. Or Sheldon Noisy. You're not going to get a whole bunch out of them. So just start winning some ball games. There you go. I buttoned it up. Win some ball games, guys. And to, I mean, I just wanted to pull this exact quote from Kershaw because it made sense to me in this context, in this situation, in this debate. Um, his his words were say it doesn't do anybody any good to think we'll figure it out eventually. It's 162 games. We're too good to not to. He said, in my opinion, you figure it out right now. Don't wait. Don't get complacent. Don't think that it's a long season. To f- you figure it out today. And, I mean, that's kind of been the sentiment for the past, like, week or so when you're talking to guys. A lot of guys say it in different ways. Max mm-hmm. Muncy said it in his own way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a uh, – when did the It's Early start? When, when did that, like, hashtag kind of come out? Was that, like, 2017, 2018 when we were 18. doing that? One 18. of those – yeah, I think it was yeah. 18 because we had a bad start in 2018. But that was one of those things that popped up, the It's Early, that sentiment of, like, mm-hmm. hey, it's the first month of the season. It's not a big deal. And it, it feels different this year because, yes, it is still early. But also – it really doesn't feel like this team's playing with any sense of urgency at the moment. And what they say would tell you differently. What they would say is like, hey, we know we need to get it going now. Because, yeah, 162, 162 games, we're not playing in a weak division anymore. The Giants no. have shown that they can win ball games and they can be a threat. The Padres are going to figure it out sooner rather than later. And, yeah, only two and a half games out of the division lead last time I checked. But somebody's going to get going sooner rather than later. And if it's not the Dodgers, they're going to find themselves way behind really quick. Dodgers are at this moment one game over 500. Was it 18 and 17 or 17, 16, something like that? Uh, the end of the month, they play the division leading Giants seven times, where there's a lot of ground that could be made up or lost. And you got to win these type of games. And the Dodgers have a, a series or a homestand coming up here. You're playing the Mariners for two, you're playing the Marlins for three, and then you got the Diamondbacks for four. They were supposed to fatten up starting with the Reds. They shit the bed. It's time to stop shitting, wipe, and go win some ball games. all right? <laughs> this week would be a good week to do it because, I mean, I don't want – look, I don't want to speak ill of the Marlins. You know, got a lot of respect for uh, Yimmy Garcia. I don't know. Who do I have respect Dylan for? Dylan Floro comes Dylan home. Floro. I hope, I hope yeah. he gets his ring there. Uh, I'm sure he will because yeah. he'll be coming home, so it makes sense. But it's a good time to do it. The Mariners are a little bit of a tougher matchup. Uh, don't like how this series is matching up personally. But I, got I digress. We got we got a good weekend ahead of us. Hopefully, if you can take uh, if you could take three games this week, that would just be real nice. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I saw a comment earlier. It's kind of shift gears from that. Mm. Do you think no. Dave is losing this clubhouse at all yet? Or saw a question. Oof. Yeah, it's it's tough to to really feel it out this year. I think more than any other year, this is the first year where we've had a bad run 
while also not having any access to the clubhouse at all from yeah. anybody. Yeah. And so I think in that sense, it's a little more difficult to gauge because last year we didn't have any club access from anybody, but it was also just a really good year. I mean, the Dodgers ran through the division. They ran through the entire year. They ran through the playoffs. I would not be surprised to learn that he some players have lost faith in him or he's kind of just lost some players in the clubhouse just in general. I think mm-hmm. there's a couple different names that jump to mind when I think about guys who are probably frustrated with the way things are going on. I think Matt Beatty has to be frustrated with the way things are going right now. What? I think it's impossible to not think that because the dude has done everything flat out hit and earned all playing time. And not only did it not take a series of injuries, it also took an additional injury to, to AJ Pollock just to get him back into the lineup for one night only to be out of the lineup the next day and then back in and then back out, etc. Um, I don't know, man. It, it it does feel like one of those things where if it keeps going this poorly, I, I just don't know how that clubhouse is going to is going to be because Dave, you know how Dave is. Dave is very positive. He's very upbeat. Yeah. He's he's real close with his players. How positive, close, and upbeat can you be with your players when they're getting they're just getting hammered every night? Yeah, it it's it's definitely a struggle bus season. It, it is just not a fun time, and there's not. I don't know if they're the right people are in there as there have been in the past you know this again we talked about it a little bit last week this isn't uh the Dodgers should have kept Kike and Jock but you know right now Seager's a quiet boy Seager's not going to say anything he's also a big part of the problem Gavin Lux don't know if he's ready for prime time don't know if he'll ever be Max Muncy's struggling he's also not really a face of the franchise JT is but JT's kind of on that same doc train he's too uh too nice too nice of a boy. I don't know if he's going to be a raw, raw guy. Pollock, he's not going to say anything. Cody's not there. That doesn't help. And and Mookie is also, you know, they were surprised to hear that he gave that raw, raw speech in the clubhouse on day one of spring training last year. Hmm. There, there aren't those guys, I feel, in this clubhouse. There's just missing one body, whether it's, you know, somebody who's, like I said before, going to bring the levity like a Kike might have. Sure, you're not going to win ball games because of a banana suit <laughs> if we're just going to uh, belittle everything he ever did for the organization. But you are going to win something if you get a dude walking in, you know, <laughs> doing uh, doing the old uh, twigs and berries tucked behind his asshole and things like that. I'm just saying, apologize for the graphics. Good way to get a laugh. But he's done it. <laughs> there, there's got to be some fun to it. And you know, they talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was like, you know, Dave, I think twice in a week said, "There's, there's, uh, they're playing music. They're, they're having a good time." Okay, Who, who's picking the music? Why is there music happening if you guys are doing so bad? Marlins are having a good time too. So, I uh, know Don Mattingly does not allow fun. Yeah, sorry. There's, uh, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. Anyway. You guys, let us continue knowing. Uh, continue letting us know what you think about things. Um, somebody talking about Bauer. Bauer's not that guy either. He's potentially here on a one-year deal. <laughs> He's a starter, like Kershaw is another guy. Kershaw can't be that guy, right? He's hard for any pitcher to be like. You guys got to start playing better. I'm gonna sit here for four days. I'll see you on Sunday. 
<laughs> that's the main difference between being an on the field leader. You just don't find like the team captain types of the clubhouse being mm-hmm. like starting pitchers type. I mean, never, no. never like relievers ever, but definitely not like starting pitcher types. Obviously, Kershaw has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's shouldered the burden for many, many years for the Dodgers, but he's yeah. just not that person because he is not one of those guys who's around the players all the time. Even on start days, he's away from people most of the day until he starts. And then mm-hmm. when he's actually starting, you don't talk to him. You leave him alone. Um, <sighs> I don't know. Somebody, I saw somebody jump in and say that Mookie's too nice, and I don't really know if that's the case. I think I've seen little flashes of Mookie, and I'm like, oh, you're not, you're not just like some nice uh, little guy. You're a fiery little dude, and I like that. I like yeah, that but, I, but can you can you seriously imagine Mookie in the clubhouse like hollering, like, Maybe like not hollering throwing down something, being like, we got to play better. Like, do better. But also, in, I mean, people talk about in years past, like, who was going to do that over the past couple of years? Like, I, I you know, you're not, you don't have Pedro Baez, like, body slamming Kike through a table or something like that. Like, there, there was, there's never been that type of personality in the clubhouse no. over the past couple of years. And people are saying, like, this is what we're missing from the past couple of years. I'm like, who? Who was doing that? Like, you call. didn't have Alex Wood coming in there being like, I'm going to kick your guys' ass when I get off the I.L. Like, that wasn't a thing that was happening. Boom, so, go get Granky. Granky's Granky, yeah. so, our only hope. So he can like trim his toenails in the corner or something like that. Whatever the hell he does. I love make sure Zach Granky so the, much. Make sure you wash your hands. If you guys haven't heard any Zach Grinky stories from any big leaguer ever, oh my God. Legend. They are He's so a legend. Good. Frank C so says Dave is fooling people with that positive mindset. Uh, not going to get anything fixed if you don't think there's a problem. I'm sure they do think there's a problem, but they're not as. Uh, open they're not as as, uh they don't put on the window display for the fans in the media they even like last year it was huge when we got salty dave and then things got fixed after we got salty dave because dave stopped he pulled his head out of his ass and actually put mookie at lead off instead of trying to put muncie there and whatever now dave's too afraid to change the effing lineup he's like oh uh, what was his his explanation oh yeah well you know i like like a mookie there and you know seager's uh seager's earned it and uh, i'm willing to shake things up if it makes sense but we we like mookie at one we like Corey at two we like jt at three and he's demonstrated an ability and willingness to change out the four and five but aside from that the top three are just sticking around I wanted to talk to you about this. This isn't something that we had planned out, but this is something that I saw a lot of over the weekend, and it just made me like, oh, it was like the same sentiment of of um, early in the losing streak, I guess you can say, when people are like, we're, we're not winning because we don't have Jock and Kike. And I'm like, okay, well, Jock is terrible, <laughs> and what? Kike is not really that great either. You just really like his personality. And if you just want to say you like his personality, just say that Go instead. I don't mind that at all. I love Be that. open. Be open about what you like about players, but don't tell me his on-field talent is going to win us ball games because that is simply not the case. A lot of people over the weekend, a lot of notable names even, which was more frustrating to me, were like, hey, Yasiel Puig, he's playing in the Mexican leagues. Why don't we just see what he's doing for the year? And to me... That is the single dumbest thing that I have heard to come out of this losing streak. And that's saying a lot because I have heard a lot of terrible, (laughs) awful ideas. And there's a good reason why none of you are GMs. And there's a good reason why none of us get to work in the front office. Because we, communist sense, are all idiots. Yes. Yes. Let me give you. You, me, you. You, me, you. That guy. Nope. Especially you. Oh, you? Especially you. No, not you. The other one. Yeah. Next to you. Uh-huh. Yep. You uh you riding in the passenger seat right now. Oh, big time idiot. Big, big time. time. Nice nice kid though. Um yeah, I would I would not bring back Yasiel Puig to this team. Number one, he can't hit uh at all. Uh-huh. Number two, 
not a lot of good off the field things happening for the kid. No. Uh, a lot of legal battles, a lot of stuff he's going through. Doesn't listen. <laughs> doesn't doesn't listen to the, the coaching staff. Pretty sure there's a lot of guys still on this team that would also agree that they would not like Yasiel Puig back on this team. So no Puig is what we're saying. Puig it's a bad is idea. not the answer. It's a bad idea. Like I don't, I don't know. I I think people were more of the mindset of like, a, hey, that's a familiar face. That's a guy who's energetic. That's a mm-hmm. guy who can bring energy to the team. Understood. I get that. Yeah. You can find that elsewhere. All we need is a healthy Zach McKinstry. Clearly, Zach Attack was the difference maker. He was about to start his first homestand with Creed blaring out of the damn uh, speakers there at Chavez, in Chavez Ravine, and then and then he pulled the side. But now he's sneezing freely. So good job, Zach Attack. Uh, we hope you make it, buddy. Thoughts and prayers. Santiago said, Puig, not your friend. <laughs> Very much. I don't think he would like what we said about him. Yeah. I mean, he's nice. He's been nice to us in the past. But he has, still, yeah. He, he's not the fix to this team. He, uh, what did he talk to us about? Oh, the taste of the bat. Taste of his bat. Yeah. He said he likes the cherry bat. Throwback uh, sometime like July 2018 on YouTube. Check it out. I don't actually know if we ever uploaded any of that content. No, I talked to uh, Chuck Liddell. Yeah. So. That's real big time baseball content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you got a little bit with JT and yep. and uh, and Gary cornered Courtney. And I gave uh, Metal Metal World Peace a high five. Yeah, that's true. And, we uh, we we saw Matt kept Ur- eight cupcakes. Urkel ate tacos and and tamales. No, he went to all of them. He, he ate yeah. everything. Urkel eats a lot, by the way. Story. More of these. I think Julia White's doing something now. Big- <laughs> More of these stories. Uh, our stories like this and more on episode 200 of Blue Heaven coming up real soon. Yeah, we're big time Urkel guys, apparently. Deborah says, I miss a good Tommy rant. Oh, yeah. Tommy right now would be all over oh, these boys. old Tommy rant. Dan- <laughs> Daniel Soto says, banana suit wins games, man. Facts. F your feelings. I, I, eh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'll wear a banana suit to the game if he's going to win us a ball game. Boom. He's going to the game tomorrow. Somebody <laughs> overnight him uh, a banana suit. We'll wait. We're going to be right here. Um, kind of tall, ish. Yeah. A long banana. Got a long, saying. long torso. We're very proud. Very of short legs. You know what they say about long torso? Very short legs. You know, to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just earth, unearth it here. I do have one fix for this team. It's not. It's better than a banana suit. It's, it's, uh, it's the best thing that's ever happened because it, it won these Dodgers a world championship and that is we need to bring back the mustache oh <laughs> yeah that's what the, the big guns yeah. yeah there's the mm-hmm. big guns yep. brooke needs his mustache back hashtag are you are you even working on your mullet anymore i am yeah i'm growing it out right now you need to let it well, grow. i'm not i don't see it happening well look i have a lot of hair grow faster you can't see it but yeah, I yeah there it is look see, all right look at all that hair Homestand. and then once it gets to a long enough look at all that I look Oof. like Pete Wentz. <laughs> I think that's a name. <laughs> um, once it gets long enough, uh, then I can cut the sides down and leave the back. I, I don't mean, think I have good hair for a mullet, personally. Do, uh, do you think it's good hair in mullets? No. No, but exactly. Do you has... think rednecks use Pantene? Yeah. No, no. They use palm olive. Oh, palm olive, yes. It's dish soap. Yeah, yeah. Well, if your wife accuses you of lying through your tooth, you might be a redneck. <laughs> One tooth, yeah. I, I understood that reference. Yeah. If you ever mowed your yard and found a car. <laughs> wait, hasn't he been canceled now, too? I, I, I haven't. I thought he died, honestly. <laughs> Apparently, he's not dead. Oh, wait, it's just his career. Um, but boom, there it is. You got you to gotta fix it. Come on, look at that. Look at that glorious 
That glorious uh, masterpiece. To be fair, we have won one World Series in my lifetime. Uh-huh. And it was, and it was year, because of that. The one year I had a mustache. And I love the uh, the open uh, the open air dishes in your house because your wife ain't from California and she don't know about earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you should see the the knife hanging above my bed, <laughs> right above my head. Is, is, yeah. is it Straight in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that. I think that's a threat, my man. Anyway, we'll right. right, we're gonna fix it. I'm, I'm a, I love that part. Everybody, that was just for us. Just saying. Thanks for uh, joining. <laughs> Um, Leslie's oh. ordering your banana suit right now. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Me Three is big mad at me. I didn't even know she could fire me, but apparently I am fired. I apologize. <laughs> Base Lord says, "Yeah, what the hell, Brooke? Why would you do that to us, Dodgers? Communist sense? <laughs> it's caught on. I told you it would catch on eventually. We are influencers." Carnivorous lunar activity says carnivorous lunar activity on YouTube says looks like a not stoned Bellinger. I guess that was. Oh, thank. You. Yeah, there it is. is How nice? do you not wait? Hold on, Mrs. Me Three. Were you were you mad about um, mullet or mustache? Yeah, the mullet, the mustache, the mullet, or the my face, the the Texas plates on the wall, knife over the face, <laughs> knife over the knife, knife over the face. Yeah, the, you know things become things. Anyways, Vato Loco Brooke from DJ Jesse. Oh yeah, we can get you um, Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, can you wear like a um, a flannel? Top button only. Yeah, I'll top button only. Top button. White shirt, flannel. Yeah. He's ready. He's we ready, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. All right. Last thing we wanted to talk about today. Um, oh, wait. No. I was supposed to do a thing. I, I messed up. I messed up partially. So this is incomplete and my bad. I did mess up on this. But we have to give away. I think I only found one one winner because I didn't, I didn't scour through everything. But we have a winner for one of the $50 gift cards from... Vintage brand, our sponsor, Vintage Brand. We're doing uh, Throwback Thursdays uh, segments all season long. Thanks to our friends over at Vintage Brand. I guess we have to do a Thursday show now. Anyways, uh, the winner is Lynn Brown at Q Flat on Twitter. It was very nice. He said uh, he loves to watch us on YouTube, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give Q Flat one of the cards because he subscribed to our friends over at Vintage Brand. Subscribe to their newsletter on vintagebrand.com check them out anyway i just wanted to get that out there i guess we got to give away another one at some point i'll figure that one out my bad everybody we'll give it to you now final thing we want to talk about Mm, big big time news baseball all around is bad right now (laughs) because uh them dead balls Mm -hmm. our balls are they our balls have problems yeah talk about the balls yeah they're not juicy balls um (laughs) Look, we had to know that this was coming, something along these lines. It's really funny to, like, be able to look back and see where we were, like, a year ago. And, like, how many people were like, man, they juice these balls too much. I hate it. It's the worst. They deaden the balls a little bit this year. A little bit? It seems like a lot to me, personally. It's just some of these balls off the bat. I'm sure you guys were watching. There was a couple this weekend in particular. Mm -hmm. For both sides, by the way. Both sides it happened to. Mm Mm-hmm. Thought uh, Taylor Ward crushed one yesterday, fell like 20 feet short of the warning track. It feels like the Dodgers have not quite made that adjustment yet. And I think the power on this team has seen a dip from that because of the change in balls, because of the change in flight, all those things. But it's not just the Dodgers, by the way. It's not something that's just happening. The Dodgers currently number 15 in the league at 40 home runs this season through 35 games. They hit 118 through 60 games. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not quite on pace to match that by any sense of the word. 
I think that there's probably a few key guys in particular that are being hurt most by it. If yeah. I had to make the argument, I would say Will Smith is the number one guy being burned by it so far well, this year. I think he just enjoys like a very, very good exit velo and nothing to show for it. Yeah, I think he loves that a lot. Um, yep. He has, I would say he probably has more fly out at the wall slash warning tracks than anybody in baseball this year, possibly combined at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Muncy, arguably suffering the ill effects of it but also he's not swinging so i don't really know uh how that plays into it and even mookie betts i think mookie betts is another guy who's suffering mm-hmm. from it a little bit this year had a big power surge last year hit way more home runs than he was supposed to in a 60 game season um and is not quite doing anything close to that now but mm-hmm. he is hitting the ball in the air a lot mm-hmm. um and so this day and age with the game the way it's played the way that batters approach things it's all launch angle it's all in the air it's all keep it off the ground so you can get on base um, and the league hasn't made an adjustment. And you have some of those numbers league-wide that are ungodly. We should note, as Sergio says here, Sergio Macias says, there have been a lot of no-hitters this year. Wade F. Miley got Four a no-hitter. Marty? Joe Musgrove, no-hitter. That's a good bit of telling. Means. Who's the fourth one? Somebody. Not Madison Bumgarner. Not Madison Bumgarner. Oh. Does not count. Notable accomplishment. I love it. That's actually like a stat. It's called notable accomplishments. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know who the fourth one was. If somebody's out there who knows, maybe it. they did count it as Madison Bumgarner. No, there was somebody that's else. Not, oh, really? uh, there was somebody else's same week as Musgrove, wasn't it? Oh, there you go, Carlos Rodon. Rodon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. from them them garbage uh, White Sox with no talent. <laughs> from Tony Lewis's DUI socks. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Dodgers are obviously just one of the symptoms of of bad baseball and bad balls and all that kind of stuff. Problem all around the league. Two thirty four league average right now. <laughs> ninety seven. It's a ninety seven league wide uh, weighted runs created plus. So the entire league is below league average right now. DFA them all. DFA baseball. Yeah, sorry, they're they're below under or they're under replacement level is what I should say. Even Mike Trout's like nine thousand uh, batting average can't save us at OPS. <laughs> so can we just like juice the balls again, please? And and you look around, what the the best record in baseball, Boston right now. Doogie's Boston Sox are twenty two and fourteen at the moment. It's not that great being this deep in the season. It's solid. I mean, if Dodgers had just gone five hundred from where they were, they'd be better than that. If they had been 500, if we had been 500. On the reverse side of it, though, on the reverse side, do you feel like it's helped guys like Clayton Kershaw, like Kenley Jansen, guys in the past who have given up just absolutely tank jobs? And it feels like this early in the year, uh, that's not happening quite as often to them. I mean, mean, Kenley, it felt like every day he was going to give up at least one dong. And uh, this year... Less dung. Less dung. I think no Especially dung. early on. I don't think Kenley, he's given up yeah, a dung yet. Yeah, Kenley Ken I mean, hasn't served one Kershaw's up. given up three. Walks. Kershaw's given up three, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, not a lot, but it's through eight games. Kind of not a lot for him. No. No, Kershaw's, years past. Kershaw's been solid with it all. Uh, he gave up 28 in 2019. Yeah, Kershaw didn't serve one up until his fourth start, fifth start, which is pretty, pretty gnarly for him. That's pretty good for him, but... Uh, that the 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 shift, uh, it, uh, they're shifting like even harder, and the shift plays up with the dead balls. It seems it does, but also the somebody's I saw it get pointed out. I think Matt on YouTube had said it. 
does it feel like and i've never felt like this was a league-wide thing i always felt like this was like through waves against the dodgers feels like umpiring across the board this year is a disaster like an absolute nightmare and to the point where you know it's bad because i'm not saying like oh the dodgers umpiring has been really bad like a lot of calls have been against them i've looked at it and have been like a lot of these calls have gone in the dodgers favor sometimes uh like couple series couple times against the Padres where I was like oof we should not have gotten that call and then it happens yeah. against us and you're like what the hell man we this should not bullshit. get that call yeah. and so you look at league wide you start looking outside of your own team even and you're like oh this is like this is happening league wide we saw it happen in the in the uh, Padres Giants series over the weekend there was a couple instances where you watch it happen and you're like okay this is an issue do you feel like it is because the, the umpires are coming out of a situation where there are no fans there's nobody to put pressure on them there's no one to feel that outside force and then now coming back full force into fans. Do you think that kind of gets into their heads a little bit? Because it was almost like practice last year for them. That's a that's an interesting concept. I, I can subscribe to that idea. I think it makes Hit the notification bell, yeah. Um subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Hold on, wait, I can get you a bell. There it is right there. Subscribe well, to that idea. It's about to be click and then boom, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. It does it does make sense. Um I think they're just bad. I think that's what it is. Maybe they'd be blind. Maybe they uh, really just don't want to do their job anymore, and they're trying to force robot umpires to happen sooner. Maybe. Uh, I will, some I will say bad calls. We had. I feel like we had some pretty good umpiring over the weekend, um, and that might have just been not because, on Friday. That might have just been because we came off of some of the worst umpiring I've ever seen. And I mean, in a long, long time. But we also had a long run of Angel Hernandez, which is really unfortunate for anybody. I don't think Angel Hernandez wants to be around Angel Hernandez. Um, but I mean, you talk about these guys' mindsets. You talk about what it does to players at the plate. When the umpire starts expanding the zone for you, and you're already struggling offensively, it just spells disaster. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to work out in your favor. You're going to stretch the zone. I think we've seen it with Mookie more than anybody. Yeah, the dude gets that outside part of the plate called on him inexplicably more than JT anybody. JT as well. JT as well. Yeah. Um, his kind of makes a little more sense since he stands so far on top of the plate. So I kind of get that in a sense. But Mookie's not that guy. And so when he's getting those outside calls, I'm just like, what the, how are you missing this mm-hmm. badly? Like, how, how are you missing this call by three inches? A three inch call from an umpire is an absurd miss. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anything under 0.75 is, is understandable. But a three inch miss from an umpire is, ugh. Yeah, it, ugh. it's been pretty rough. It's not, it's not the causation of struggles. It's merely just one little subcategory of many problems the Dodgers problems lie within themselves a lot however if you aren't getting the calls you're used to getting I mean the, the Dodgers are a phenomenally um what's the word I'm looking for a patient team so if you're not getting these these calls that are usually walks if you're getting struck out on those you're gonna have to expand your zone a little bit you're getting out of your wheelhouse you're gonna get awkward looking swings from Mookie Betts because he's trying to, you know, swing way out of his comfort zone. That's not his spot. He looks for that ball in. JT looks for that ball in because he he humps the plate. And with all due respect, with all due respect, it's consensual. Plates into it, but still, um, those all add up. Those little type of things add up to this kind of struggle bus uh, situation we're having. Not the main problem for sure. The Dodgers are just bad. And they're 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 hurt, but generally they're playing bad because there's a lot of talent still not hurt, and they're playing really bad. Before we go, is this finally the week? Do, do things start changing, or is it going to be more of the same? Well, 
I am going to the game tomorrow. Give us some Nostradamus right here. (laughs) I am going to the game tomorrow. So I believe that this is where the winning, the losing streak stops because I will be there. Aren't you historically bad at games, though? I am, but I haven't been there and they've been losing. So I think it's switch. Sometimes, you know, when Mercury's in retrograde and, (laughs) and, you know, the uh, Aquarius rising. Yeah, it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Rising moons, uh, soul cycle. Pelotons. (laughs) Pelotons. <laughs> uh, when all those things combine, it flips. So I will be there. PEMDAS. Don't PEMDAS. PEMDAS. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, PEMDAS. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, when I when I am there tomorrow, their winning will start. Or. You will feel no more pain. They're going to lose. And then they win from there on out. Because I'm, I'm not there yeah. after that. Yeah. So whatever the case may be, it's going to break tomorrow. Well, everybody already says we got Ryan saying, Brooke, if we lose, you can't go to any more games this year. Leslie says, great, we're going to lose tomorrow for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> you guys can find him as at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow him for his um, Michelada wiener, I think. I will be posting a Michelada wiener if I can find it. I don't know where to find it at the stadium. I should know that. I wrote that article. but uh... <laughs> Just know that uh, you're our only hope. That's it. It's all on you. We don't win. Any more baseball games, I blame you. Anyways, Help, help me, Obi Brook. You're my only hope. Anyways, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Find us on the internet. We're on DodgersNation.com. Where are those guys? That's us. I'm Dodgers. He's Nation. Just make it happen. Subscribe to iTunes, which is Blue Heaven. Subscribe to Blue Heaven Subscribe on iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, other spots where podcasts exist. Just Google. Go, like, go Google Blue Heaven Podcast. We're probably there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. You'll be glad you did, and I'm done talking. Congratulations. That's iTunes. I'm Brooke. <laughs> you can find me at BrookeMe3. You can find him at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. We're at DodgersNation on Twitter, at OfficialDodgersNation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your sadness. It's always fun to, you know, be sad together. We appreciate you guys. Go Dodgers. Please win. Please, 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 please. Thank you for the comments, guys. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home. 